Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Pastor Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with T-Mac. We call him Tony McKinnon. And, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Nice spring day. It was yeah. kind of cool this morning, but today is perfect. Yeah, nice, a nice spring day. You know, it's not raining like it has been over the last few days. And so, no tornadoes that I... No that tornadoes. I, you know, so, you know, just a, just a beautiful beautiful day i think tornado alley has shifted east from the looks of things lately yeah so um you know once again we're 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 happy to have you join with us and um if you want to send us a question or an um an email just um um email us podcast at rhema.org that's r-h-e-m-a um and you can let us know how much you like us how much you don't like us or whatever question and please do not tell us that you want us to have some more female guests we already know that we're working on du- that. duly noted you know duly noted we are, we are, we are th- that's our number one question number one thing that people let us know also we we are on instagram and, and on, on facebook um um at Raymond podcast and and i i've been really not doing a really good job on my on my job i i haven't uploaded any pictures from grady's attic in a while in fact, I've actually been uploading our podcast here late the last few times just because um, I do it myself. Slacker. Yeah, I'm a slacker. You know, I'm, just, I'm a pretty busy guy and, and things. So, um, you know, but we do like to hear from, from you guys, you know, whether it be on, on, you know, social media or if you'll just send us an email and, you know, tell us whatever you want to tell us, as long as it's good. If you tell us yeah. something bad, we, yeah. we, we might not read it, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it goes in junk mail. Yeah, but you know our feelings don't get hurt. We don't. Nobody hurts our feelings. Nobody hurts us. We're pretty, we're pretty thick skin. Yeah, we're pretty thick skin. Yeah, you know. yeah. We speak fluent sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. And the bad thing about it, we might make fun of you on the show. Yeah. Hey, today's Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, it is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we should have had tacos or something. <laughs> I had Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah. I got a. I had a protein shake. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's really, sad. tacos don't really go on my diet, you know. So well, mine either. And so it's, um, yeah, and I, I don't even know if I'm going to, oh, I, I have, I, I can't have anything Mexican tonight because I'm at a, someone's dinner at some hotel thing. So, you know, you never know what they're going to, they're probably going to serve me more chicken. Yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's usually kind of, kind of the. Preferred banquet. Yeah, banquet bird. food is usually. The banquet bird. Yeah, so I, I guess I'll have to um have my Mexican thing maybe maybe tomorrow or something like that. But well, I really I, I did it last night. I had our uh, uh, fried avocado. Fried avocados. You know. Eight, eight, two, four. You know. Two avocados. Yeah, I celebrated early. You celebrated mm-hmm. early. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Los Cabos. You should try the fried avocados. Yeah. Los Cabos Mexican food. Um here in Broken Air and in Jinx. And Jinx. Yeah. Mine came from Jinx. Yeah. So if you night. If you're ever in the Tulsa area, check out Los Cabos. Do they have one in Owasso as well? I don't, I'm not sure about that. Um, but I do know they have one in here in Broken Arrow and in Jinx. And it's um, it's good. The fried avocados. Him. That's where it's at. Yeah. Tell, tell them you learned about it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure if you'll get a discount. But, yeah. Well, they'll yeah. probably charge you double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so t- today we, we have a special guest, um, um, Tim Her- Horton. Tim Horton's our guest today, and um, Tim kind of has a unique story. Um, so um, Tim's actually a third-year Rama student. Um, but tell tell us about about your story because you actually came back after being in the ministry. Uh, yes, <clears throat> that's correct, Craig. I uh, I actually graduated in uh, 1986, so it's so been, like three years ago. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever 86 up to uh, 21 is, that's what, uh, maybe 30-something, 30, 34 years ago. Plenty yeah. Pooh, the human calculator says it's 34. Yeah. So I actually uh, pastored in Rogers, Arkansas, which is two hours east of Rama campus, and uh, just kind of got it on my heart that uh, it would be uh, a great experience for me and be enriching for me and that I would grow spiritually and develop if I uh, came back for an additional year of Rama. So I made that commitment this year. First couple of months, I I commuted by car. And at that point, I felt like uh, that was a little bit much, so I ended up uh, getting myself an RV trailer, moved it over here, and I stay over here part of the week, and then I'm at my uh, community the rest of the week. And what's the name of your church there, Tim? Uh, The name of my church is Faith Builders Family Church in Rogers, Arkansas. Are you online? You got a website? I do. Uh, The Faith uh, Faith Builders website is uh, faithbuilderschurch.net faithbuilderschurch.net. Yeah, check out Tim Horton and um, what's going on there in Rogers, Arkansas. So, um, you know, tell me, I mean, you know, obviously you graduated in 1986 from, from Rama. You know, how much has Rama changed over, over the last, what, 24 years, Cliff says? <laughs> 34, actually. 34 years, uh, you know. It has changed a good bit. One, uh, it's not a culture uh, shock or anything. The dress code, I guess. The bit. dress code was one thing that's yeah, definitely uh, changed. That, that's my doing, I will, I will admit. <laughs> uh, you know, it was almost militant when I was, oh, yeah. when I was a student on the earlier run, and uh, it was all ties and suit coats and hair didn't touch collar or... Uh, the hairstyles have definitely changed him. Facial hair. The only only way some of them get it off their collars is to put it in a man bun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so that was a definite, uh, just an external thing that was very different, the uh, more relaxed uh, dress code. But uh, I think one of the the biggest things that's impacted uh, me and has been, uh, like I said, enriching for me as a – returning has been uh, uh, the whole the structure of Rama had just become a two-year school just a couple of years before I went to school the first time yeah and so the basic focus then of course I was younger and you don't uh, see uh, you're like 12 right (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't see uh, you know the relation and have the points of references after experience that you do after you've been in life some in ministry some but uh, uh, you know, the first and second year both was uh, largely a foundation in uh, uh, doctrinal things, uh, you know, whether it was Christ a healer or Believer's Authority or Faith Library or whatever. And on the return this time uh, and doing this year, uh, one of the areas that's really uh, has been uh, a catalyst and helped me grow and helped me put in practical application as far as ministry success is uh, a lot of it, uh, the third year uh, I've been exposed to and there's been some really good impartation in the area of like leadership training. Some of the classes I've taken, like developing staff and teams and, and things, nuts and bolt classes, mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like that when I went to school earlier that I got a really good uh, foundation in. And so that's been really good for me as far as the aspect of being successful in ministry and application is to get that additional training in some of those areas that maybe the first time around wasn't offered. Yeah, I mean, that's actually one thing that, that I actually brought up many times over the years that 
you know, our, our second year pastors, I, I didn't feel, you know, that they got enough, um, you know, just things that they need, like as far, as far as leadership, as far as, you know, and, and also too, you know, just because you're, you're in the second year pastors group, you know, not everyone really said, well, I, I may become a pastor. I may not. It said, no, what else group to, to, to choose? And, and so that's now why we kind of changed it. And most of the first two years, you kind of, um, you know, have more, most people just choose more of a general ministry and everyone kind of has the same classes. Then when you go third year, then you can specialize in, you know, people that feel they're called to be a pastor or called to be a missionary and things like that. And, and, and there's a whole lot more to focus on besides our spiritual well-being because, you know, I obviously, you know, been pastor in church for a long time. You, you, you realize that there, there, are, there are things that we have to do in leadership responsibility. I mean, most of my job, majority of my job has nothing to do with me preaching on the pulpit. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I actually don't preach on the pulpit. I preach behind the pulpit. Behind like, behind. Can, can you do it on it? Or not? I want to see. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will not be preaching on the pulpit, um, but, but on the stage behind the pulpit. Okay. Well, actually sometimes I used to walk around the pulpit well, yeah, around you know, it, yeah. but in front, maybe. in front, maybe. Well, we have to watch it. We, we have these little screens on the, on the, that where, where the air comes up, airflow from the, make your dress fly. Yeah, up, won't it? Well, well, <laughs> Shut up, Tony. <laughs> but, you know, I have lost weight, but I'm still not going to step on one of those yeah, things. They are I mean, a little scary. They're a little scary. It feels you know? unstable. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm like 265 now, and I'm not sure 265. 265? Yeah, 265. Yeah, I think you passed me. Yeah. Well, you, went right, you went right by me. I went right by you. On the downhill slide. And wave. Yeah, and wave. <laughs> Only about, I'm on about three or four pounds above you now. Yeah, so, so yeah. So, um, but, but you know, um, there, there's a lot of practical aspect that we, that we need to to have in order in in order to you know and especially it it takes a whole lot more grace to actually um, manage volunteers than it does employees i mean employees you can employees you know at some point in time you know you 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 are paying them so so you can you know you 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 have a little more leeway and on the way you you help them out but um but when it comes to volunteers, you can't fire all your volunteers <laughs> then, um, <laughs> or cut their pay <laughs> or cut their pay. Yeah. And, and so um, we actually have fired a few volunteers, but we, we do it nicely, you know, um, but, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is. But, um, you know, I, I think that your story is unique and there's probably other um, even folks that have been in the ministry um, for, for a number of years that that might feel, Hey, maybe I should come back to Raymond. Maybe I, I need some more training or, or maybe you're in transition, you know, cause sometimes people are transitioning between one church or another church or between, you know, all our missionaries right now um, are actually here in the States because of the COVID situation, not being able mm-hmm. to travel. That might actually be a good, good opportunity to go to a, to a third year, you know, the pastor program. Cause even though you might live in another country, you're still pa- a lot of our pastoring the church there in another country as well. So there, there might be missionaries, but they're also pastors as True. well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing, you know, that really, <clears throat> I think just jump starting yourself with a growth mindset. Yeah. If you've kind of slacked a little bit or you've kind of gotten in a rut or you've cooled off or whatever, um, I remember in our ministerial navigation uh, class, one of the things that uh, uh, Brother Tony said was personal growth is life management in every area. Yeah. And so just uh, uh, there's a verse of Scripture in Second Timothy where Paul at the end of the epistle said something to the effect of to Timothy. He said, you know, when you come, bring my cloak and also bring the uh, parchments. Right. 
and the books. And I think statistics say that most people, when they uh, graduate from high school, never hardly read anything, uh, you know, again or, or have a growth mindset. And so another thing that it's really uh, been beneficial to me to get back in a learning environment and a culture where there's people that's growing and preparing for ministry is, is it stirred the anointing back up uh, to prepare for the next season of ministry and also got me into a real uh, growth mindset again. So I'm like uh, getting a spiritual renewal, uh, you know, again, of just being uh, going forward at a, at a you know, a pace that there's excellence in my life as far as growth again so that's uh, been a really good benefit so just having that growth mindset uh is a you know part of if you're going to lead if you stop growing then the people that's associated with you or that you're serving they're not going to grow either they're going to leadership is going to be reflected by the people that you're leading and so if you're growing and you're going forward you're stirred up uh, you're on the edge and your axe is sharp, then it's going to uh, filter down so that the people that that you're serving and it, are following and that you're influencing, they're also going to be inspired and influenced to grow as well. Well, that's true. And, and you know, one, one thing too, like, you know, hanging around some of, some of our students, I mean, it's interesting, so, you know, some of our younger students, man, they're on fire. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. they, they want to change the world. They're going for and, it. You know, and, and so it's actually inspiring for us, you know, the, you know the, oh, yeah. the, that as they're excited, you know, and sometimes we forget about the zeal that we might have had whenever we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and um, you know, there, there's so many churches today, and I'm not going to call them like a dead church, but, but they're just not on fire like the way they used to be. They're on life support. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and especially, you know, with, with all the stuff that these pastors have gone through over, over the, the last year and a half and, you know, all the, you know, everything, everything we've gone through and governor over, overreach and all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, I, you talk to a lot of churches that are open and they're saying, well, my people's not coming back. You know, and, and, you know, what do they say? 20, after 21 days, 21 days forms a habit. I mean, you know, once you get in the habit of, of going to quote unquote TV church, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, it's a whole lot easier to sit at home in your pajamas, eating your Cheerios, watching your pastor yep. <laughs> than, than it is to show up in, in, in church. And so, uh, but, you know, I think that there's a complacency among Christians as a whole right now, Yeah, you know, and, um, and I think that if we want to start a revival in our church, in our cities, the, the pastor needs to get on fire and get excited about the things of God and, you know, excited about what they're doing again. And, you know, it is interesting when people get saved the very first time, I mean, they're ready to win the world, you know, but, but then, you know, 20 years later, you, 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 you want to interview them 20 years later, you know, from their salvation date. And they're like, well, you know, God's blessed me and my family. And, you know, they're not concerned necessarily about the world. They're concerned more about, you know, how God's blessed them and their family. But, you know, we as a church, we should be going out and winning the world. I mean, you know, I'm not interested in our church stealing members from some other church. I, you know, you know, that's they, they you know, if they're going to some other church, let them do that. I'm interested in going out and winning a lost and dying and hurting world. And, and there are many people, even the Tulsa broken air area right here. in what some people call Tulsa Jerusalem, you know, that, that need to either get back on re- rekindle their fire for God or, or to get saved because, you know, we, we have a generation that needs to see the spirit of God move. And, and I, you know, I think that, that, you know, really we should lead by example. And, and I, I know the Lord's really led in my heart to, to be an example, you know, for things to follow. And, um, I think it is kind of neat. Um, even if you go back to this last weekend, um, and we, we had, um, 
um, what, what do we call it? International Rama International Day. Day. International Rama Day. And, and, you know, Dad got fired up yeah, a, about Rama. And I think that he's got fired up because we've been getting fired up. Yep, yep. And so I think, I think it's contagious. And, and I, I know even traveling with my grandfather, you know, a number of times you know, he, he would see the, the singers of band and, and you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, they would get fired up and that would fire him up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, it's helping him get rekindled as, as we get more fired up about what, what God's doing all around the world. Well, and, and like Tim, um, being back in the classroom, I know, uh, and he'll talk some more about, what this has done for him but 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 on the flip side of that uh, one of the classes that that i have second term is sermon development and delivery and um portion of that class they actually preach and i'm telling you with the years of experience under your belt i we and we do open verbal critique in there so yeah, you, I, I, I like open verbal yeah, critiques that's, and, what, that's uh, what i always did when I, in I, my lab classes too yeah, i told him I, I told the class i said uh Brother Tim is the Yoda of preaching in this class because, I mean, he lit it up, but he inspired those young folk. I mean, yeah. I don't know, uh, maybe some of them expected some kind of old school, you know, thing out of you. But, I mean, uh, you, 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 you inspired them in the way you delivered the word, and they, were, they learned. Uh, so you're, not only have you been imparted to, but you have been able to impart to these younger students. Yeah, I'd like to comment on that class while we got uh, the public forum to (laughs) do so. I thought Brother Tony was going to work me till my nose bled in there. I was like, uh, how many sermons can you actually write, you know, in six weeks of a class or whatever? But uh, anyway, that was a great class for me, too, because uh, one of the things also that it kind of stretched me, uh, you know, and and additional things that I'd learned was – I mean, we talked about different types of ministry uh, sermons like expository and textual and topical, and it kind of stretched me out. Uh, One of the sermons we had to do was with a PowerPoint presentation, and I'd never used PowerPoint before. Mm -hmm. And so I learned PowerPoint, and that, um, you know, uh, expanded me there on being able to use some other tools to communicate. So it was very good. That's good. And, and, you know, um, it is interesting, too, because we do live in a sight and sound generation. Yeah. And um, yeah. And and so I know whenever we do use new tools like PowerPoint and and like, you know, you know, movie clips and things like that. Now, one thing that actually really hurts us as a church, like there's a movie clip I, I want I wanted to use, you know, and. It's getting the rights to do that whenever, whenever we, because we broadcast, you know, all over the yeah. world. And so a lot of times if we still, so I'm, I'm actually thinking, thinking about using a certain clip and I'm thinking, well, YouTube might bring that down or, or, or whatever. If I can't get the rights, you know, so I'd have to maybe describe the clip to, you know, and maybe cut that out or whatever. So it's, it's kind of a hindrance, but mm-hmm. I never thought about that we ever would face, you know, as far as using, you know, clips and, and, you know, we can get the rights of some clips, but some clips, you know, it's kind of difficult, right. um, um, but but I do know me when we I was teaching um, youth ministry here and I, I did the youth lab class, and so the way we taught our youth lab students, you know, because a lot of them wanted to use it's youth, and so they wanted to use all kinds of different you know things. And I said, well, here's the thing, guys, if you load, you know, we has we has guys there to load it on the computer. The people show up early, and it said if your the computer doesn't work and it doesn't and it doesn't work right. That's okay. You're going to have to just go with it because that's going to happen in real life. Mm-hmm. There's going to be situations where, you know, especially in the youth area, because a lot of times the youth don't have the, the, the best computer or the best this or the best that. And, and I said, you know, there's going to be times in life where, where you had this whole thing planned out and it didn't work. And so, um, 
And I don't know how many times. I mean, they would get there early. They would check it all out, and then they would go for their their sermon, and, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> you know, and I, I think I give them like three times to, to, to you know to try to get it to work, and then we so we, you know we don't have time for you to you know we, we're gonna have to go. And so said if you so you need to look. I told everyone be ready to describe what was going to be on that video. So in case that video doesn't play, you know, and actually one person they described better the video. Then I think the video would have shown itself, you know, th- just the way they, because they were actually prepared for it not to work, you know. And you know, in youth ministry, you understand that boredom is a sin in youth ministry, and so, <laughs> yeah. and so we we talked about, and, I, and I, in fact, I told them, I said, you, you realize whenever you teach this lab class, I mean, these these other students, they're going to say amen and they're they're going to say preach it and all that kind of stuff. When you're doing your real youth ministry, they ain't saying nothing. They're not saying nothing. You know, they might be listening, you know, they might throw a paper wad at you or something like that, but they're, they're not going to say anything. And so, so, you know, it, it was great training to be able to preach to a wall, you know, and if it's, it was because of that training that last year when I had to preach to 4,500 empty, empty, well, we had 10, we had 10 full chairs or something like, you know, 10 people in a 4,500 seat auditorium, you know, I'm used to it, man. Cause my youth never, never, never said, amen. <laughs> At least I, I would actually have my Facebook feed up so I could see the emojis going on, you know, and people were getting excited. You know, I, I, I said, send me an emoji, you know, you know, you know, send me a like or something like that. So it is, it is training, but you know, some of us are trying, to, and I, I, I say it this way, some of us are trying to reach an MP gener, MP3 generation with an 8-track tape, mm. yeah. you know, or even a cassette tape. And you know, many people out there, they don't know what an 8-track tape is or a cassette tape is, you know. And so we're trying to reach a modern generation with, with old things, you know. And even when it comes down to, to the, the way we dress. Now, it is interesting because um, my, um, my uncle, who's a banker down in Dallas, he says, Craig, at one time, you know, we at the bank, we were a suit and tie industry. And he says, now there are some deals that we do when I come in a suit and a tie, but mostly when I come to, to work, I dress, you know, casual dress code. Now he says, um, on Sunday, um, you know, that's like my day off and I don't want to put a suit. In fact, he says, you know, actually, Craig, I only own like three suits. I used to own, you know dozens of suits you know now i have like three suits because i never wear them at work he goes one of those three suits is a tux to wear for a black tie dinner and things like that so so i don't want to wear a suit on, on sunday now i feel as an important ceo of, of, of a big bank that i should dress you know like my pastor i, sh- I should look appropriately so i'm not gonna you know i said I'm, I'm, I'm not the only ceo like this i'm not gonna go to a church well, the pastor wears a suit because I don't want to wear a suit. And I feel the pastor wears a suit. I need to wear a suit as well. And, and so he goes, I, I want to dress casual. Now he says, I am going to tell you that, that I buy expensive clothes and my pants and my, my shirt might be more expensive than people's suits, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I'm not going to wear a suit. And, and so it really got me to think, and, you know, our, our lifestyle change. I mean, you know, in, in the industries that used to always wear suit and ties, you know, that don't wear suit and ties. And then almost a suit and tie became a uniform. And if, and if you, I know many people told me if, well, I don't want to come to your church unless I can afford a suit and a tie because I, I don't feel I can fit in, you know, and, you know, I always want people to come as you are. So, so that's kind of one of the, the dress code changes and it comes, you know, it's, it's not that does I, I, you know, God can minister no matter how we dress. I mean, you know, I think we should dress appropriate. I think we should look, you know, fairly, fairly nice. So, you know, but, 
but I don't, I don't think we have to always come in a suit and tie. But also, sometimes it is cool to wear a suit and a tie. I, mean, I know this, this Easter, we, all the pastoral staff decided we're going to wear a suit and a tie. You know, and it didn't hurt us. I mean, it, you know, we, we still have the anointing flow and the suit and the tie. In fact, all, all, the, all the music people decided to do the same thing yeah, because it was kind of, I guess dad actually got the cut out of the bag. I, I think I'm going to wear a suit. And they're like, well, I'm going to wear a suit too. So we all wore suits and, you know, and we had the same anointing with suits or without suits or whatever. But one guy says, well, well, Craig, you can't have that. I said, well, really? It's interesting because here in Oklahoma, it's like 104 degrees in the summertime. And I've done many youth camps and, and, and I've, I wore a T-shirt and shorts, and the Holy Ghost moved when I was wearing T-shirt and shorts, and actually flip-flops. <laughs> you know, so so you can't tell me the Holy Ghost is 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 moved by what I wear. <laughs> you know, it's it's about what's on the inside of yeah, me, and so yeah. you know. But I do think we need to dress appropriate. I, I wouldn't preach in in, in flip-flops and, and shorts fr- from the stage, you know. But there might be some time if we're doing an outdoor service and it's hot, like it is here in Oklahoma, that you know I've it's appropriate. It. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and I've seen the Holy Ghost move, you know, no matter what I wear. He's, he, I, I've never seen the Bible where, where the Holy Ghost moved only when we wore the appropriate um, attire. So, I don't know, that's my two cents worth. <laughs> Tim, before our time runs out, um, tell us a little bit, backtrack a little bit, and tell us when you started your church and walk us through that real because you did pioneer that work am i correct that's so correct it's going to connect us there just well connect us actually so you graduated from Raymond in 1986 so yeah. so what 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 was your next step did, did you go in ministry immediately or did you go in business or uh i was heavily involved in the minister of helps here at rama uh i had been the head usher at rama bible church and also i was uh helping uh with healing school and so i stayed over another year and a half or so and assisted uh in uh <clears throat> those functions Roman bible church and healing school then in uh, which is probably also a big training that helped you whenever absolutely. you were, whenever you it was absolutely <laughs> part of the essential uh part of what the lord had uh, desired to put in me here and we always encourage our students to get involved in, in the local church especially if, if you feel you're going to be a pastor absolutely you know, get involved in the in the ushers get involved in the in the, in the prayer room get involved you know in the children's and the youth so, so you know what what you need whenever you're you're, you're yeah, starting yeah. your own church oh, and go, you're go sowing good seed if you're yeah. good help uh, to other people and so good seed in the ministry of helps then you're going to have good help and Amen. it's proven out over the years i've you know the lord has blessed me with good help as far as volunteers in uh, the local church and i think part of it is just the lord blessing the seed that's been sown when i've tried to be good help so uh i was uh, uh involved in those areas and felt like i felt you know when i was a student that i'd leave immediately but i didn't have a release to leave immediately uh and just followed uh you know what god's plan and purpose was for my life and that was part of outside just the curriculum and attending rhema was part of my preparation and so uh after that uh i was in a itinerant ministry for about a year and a half or two years and traveled and then uh, <clears throat> we uh, pioneered a church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which was a Spirit of Faith family church. And that church is still doing real well, and the Lord oh, yeah. blessed it. I'm familiar with that church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I did not know you were you the one pioneered that church. Yes. Wow. Uh, and we, uh, after about four years, the church was doing great. We transitioned, and then of course we came to Arkansas and pioneered the church there. We've been. I've been pastoring there for about fifteen years, 
And so that was kind of the step-by-step uh, direction that we've went to where we've got to now. And, and I'll, uh, Tim's kind of humble, but I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> uh, he's also one of our district directors yeah. for RMAI, which is the Rama Ministerial Association International. That's the credentialing branch uh, for our students. And we have 18 regional directors. The United States is divided up into 18 regions. And, of course, we have uh, RMAI in other countries, too, but uh, specific to the U.S., 18 regional directors and somewhere close to 80, 70 or 80 district directors so that no matter where a graduate is in ministry, there's there's a local presence. And right. so Tim is one of those guys. You've been a district director now for a while. Um, and uh, that that there, there again, that's another layer of experience you've got under your belt. And yet here you are uh, back third year getting refired. Yeah. Getting relit, Greg. Yeah, yeah relit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, and, and, and as far as being a district director, like I said, if you um, if you guys open a church, you know, in the Arkansas area part in this district, mm-hmm. then then you know, Tim Tim will be there to to help you right. and, and to mentor you and and to be well, what Tony says, the Yoda for you. There you, <laughs> so, go. you know, and I, I think that's actually one of the. The most awesome things, as far as being a a, a, a teacher here, and, and even you know, in your situation, being able to mentor these 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 young men and women, you know, going out and you know, you know, yeah, they're they're full of fire and zeal, but sometimes they don't have they need they need you know a little bit of yeah. a little bit of help. And I, I tell you what, I mean, one of the you know, I feel I'm called to travel the world, and, and really, it, it really God had to really lay it on my heart to stay you know to stay here more. To train these students mm-hmm. up, um, because you know how how important it is to, to to try to you know try to get this the same spirit that God laid, has laid up on us you know in, into these students. So you know so they'll have that same DNA that we have. You know, and there's something about you know every Raymer grad from every it doesn't matter what 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 Rayma you graduated from. You know, we all have what we call the same D, the same, same DNA. DNA because we 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 have the same mandate to go teach my people faith and. And it's just it's just incredible. There's there's such, there's such a bond, um, but between Raymer grads, even of different generations, and, exactly. and, and it's it's so awesome what God is doing. And you know, talking about Rayma, if you're listening to this podcast and and, and you're thinking, man, I feel called to the ministry, or maybe you say, I'm, I don't know, so I'm called to the ministry, but but I don't want to learn more about the Bible. RBTC.org. If you'll just go to go to that website, there you, you can you can. Watch, there's a video there. There's all kinds of information about about, about our school. If you'll fill out some information, we'll, we'll, we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you about what Rayma is. You know, kind of you know, you know, send you some some more information, and um, you know, even set up a, a time to come and, and tour the campus because there, there's something about coming on campus. Every, every time people come on campus, that, that's whenever they they said there. I, I just felt the anointing once I came on campus, and that's what what that was what made the decision to come to Rayma Bible Training college and Amen. it's just a wonderful place and you know it doesn't matter if, if you graduated you know 36 years ago or 30 or well, however long ago it was or even today that same anointing still present today as it was then and some people thought well you know once brother Hagen died you know the anointing would die but you know Rainbow's not about brother Hagen Rainbow's not about me Rainbow's not about pastor Hagen Rainbow's not about you know any of the teachers Rainbow's about you know getting the message of faith to a lost and dying and hurting world Amen. and some folks you know thought when we quit wearing ties the anointing oh, lifted. No, yeah. I think it became heavier. <laughs> yeah. I got two more questions for you, Tim. Yes, and, sir. And, and Craig may have more, but, and I'll roll this into one and let you talk. Um, 
you spoke to me uh, in an earlier conversation that we had about how this third year affected your vision for the future. And I want you to speak to that issue. And then on the heels of that, I would like for you to, um, to our listeners, maybe we've got other graduates out there, maybe other people that's been in ministry. What would you say to them uh, about coming back? Would you, would you uh, uh, recommend it, et cetera? So, but. Right. Uh, not only did I feel like, uh, I think, in coming that it was personally for me, uh, I felt like I was also going through a transition of sorts. And so uh, <clears throat> uh, as far as vision, uh, you know, if you're going through a transition, sometimes your vision can decrease and mm. diminish some because you don't feel like all the grace is there, uh, you know, to go forward. And so, uh, uh, I, you know, that's not all complete. I'm still taking steps, you know, to go forward in that. But uh, it has revitalized my vision. Uh, you know, I've pioneered two churches, and uh, a couple of the classes I've had here has been about church planting and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, age not considered or where I'm at in ministry not considered. I'm actually primed and uh, stirred up and, and uh, again, to pioneer another church. There you go. And feel like that in the very near future that we are going to go forward in that area. Amen. Praise and the Lord. And so uh, the, some of the, you know, again, some of the, the impartation and some of the deposits from uh, people that have had experience here and are in teaching, uh, you know, so if you're in a transition, uh, it's a great place to position yourself to get further light, to get back in environment like Craig was sharing. Uh, the anointing is still strong at Rama to train ministers and equip ministers to go into the harvest. And I'm not talking about just like uh, what you would get at some theological school and thank God for other camps. Uh, we're not the only camp. We're one camp. But if God's called you, you know, to be there, that's the place for you. That's where you're going to get what you need. Uh, the anointing is still uh, real strong uh, here at Rama. Uh, to prepare and get equipped for ministry. And so if you're going through a transition and your future is going to be a little bit different from what you have been done in the past, uh, I feel like that I've got put in me this year the additional preparation to do uh, some of its cultural change, like Craig was saying, things are a little bit different, uh, mixing with the students. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, younger age, some of them, has been really good for me. Uh, because it just it you know it it does away with any uh, generational gap. There you go. And uh, you're going to be working with different people. Uh, you know, scripturally, if you go back and look at some of the examples, you know, the Bible said that He would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, and He said your young men would see visions and your old men would dream dreams. Uh, it was God's plan for not just one generation to have the Spirit of God on it, but it to be a thing that was parallel at all the generations to work together. When Moses was up on the hill, uh, you know, and Aaron and her was holding his hands up. I mean, he had his part and he was uh, doing that. But at the same time, Joshua was down, uh, you know, fighting the battle. Moses needed Joshua and Joshua needed Moses. And so it's not the Moses generation or the Joshua generation or the uh, younger, uh, you know, folk we need, like Craig was saying, their enthusiasm, but some of the wisdom and experience that's been uh, part of, you know, our life 
life experience and ministerial experience can be also imparted to them. So it's still, uh, you know, an all-inclusive thing where every generation uh, can work together and yes. respect each other. And so coming back has been a, a really good experience for me. I've loved uh, working with and being part of uh, some of the uh, students that are younger than I because I feel the respect and the honor coming from them. But I also see uh, the the preparation and the Lord's Spirit on them and gives you great confidence. And, and it's a real joy to see how that the Lord is preparing the next generation to fulfill his plan and purpose here on the earth. Amen. So, Amen. so not only has it prepared me for the next parts of uh, uh, God's plan and purpose for my life, uh, and and got me wanting to take more ground and work it in me to like pioneer churches and do things like that. It's really been a good experience to work with, uh, you know, the younger generation and see how God is working in their life. It just, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Once again, rbtc.org. And even if you are a Rama graduate and, you know, you, you might consider coming back to the third year, especially if you live, you know, close to the Tulsa area, or, or you're in transition and you, you might want to, you know, come and spend a year and just get retrained, refired up. You know, it's, it's a, a wonderful thing. RBTC.org. And you can find more information about Rama. Or if you're a, a Rama graduate and want to find out more about the third year program, you can find out there as well. Hey, just, I just before we close this, yeah. I hadn't thought about this till just now. Uh, you know, you came back and did third year as a former graduate. It's just been a few years ago, Craig, three or four years ago. We had two pastors that were in driving distance of campus that were not did not initially go to Rama, yeah. already in ministry, pastoring churches. They came and did first and second year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I, that that really blessed me. So, yeah, I mean, you know, some people that, that I've been pastoring for for a yeah. while, and you yeah. know, and for whatever reason, they didn't have the opportunity, but because they were driving distance from right. Rama, they were able to do that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and it's it's just pretty awesome. Amen. Amen. Well, well, we're going to have uh, actually Tim back on um, you know next podcast, and we'll talk about some things that are on his heart. But you know, um, we always like to end the podcast like we always do every week here at Randy. Oh, okay.